Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's good to be here. And uh, thank you, Pastor Daniel, and also the AV team, Nick and uh, Mel behind for hosting this morning uh, session. Uh, uh, about <clears throat> last year, November, Pastor, lead Pastor, uh, I like to call him Chandran, uh, texted me and invited me to speak on this morning's topic. And uh, that was November last year. The topic that he asked me to speak on is on Onesimus, the runaway slave that turned good. And I, I couldn't run away from, from accepting his uh, message. So 10 months now, I'm still here and uh, turned up here this morning, and uh, I, st I still cannot run away because we're all under current lockdown. So I'm going to share with you my thoughts on uh, uh, Onesimus, and uh, if you have the Bible, you please uh, turn to uh, the short epistle that Paul wrote to Philemon. It has only about 25 verses. These are the two passages uh, that mention about Onesimus in the book of Philemon and also Colossians chapter 4, verse 9. <clears throat> so I'm going to start off with a brief introduction. And uh, there are three main characters in the book of Philemon. So in verse 1, Paul introduced himself as the prisoner of Christ Jesus. Though he was a prisoner of Rome, but he considered himself as a prisoner of Christ Jesus because he was in chain for the gospel. He was under house arrest for two years. He's allowed visitors during this time, and during these two years, he wrote three, big, three epistles in, in, in addition to Parliament. He wrote Col uh, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, the book of Philippians, and Colossians. This letter is a short letter to address to Parliament and also to the church that meets in his house in verse 2, concerning his slave Onesimus. In verse 2, it's one of the early church at Colossae that meets in uh, Parliament's house, sometime around 61 AD. And I'd like to look, let us look at uh, verses 5 to 7, and here Paul commented on Parliament. There are four things he says about Parliament. He says in verse in verse 5, I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be, in, may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good things we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great love, great joy and encouragement. Because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of lost people. So there were four things that Paul commented on Parliament. So my question to all of us is, when people look at us, what do they see in us? Paul saw in Parliament four things. His faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. His partnership in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. His love for the saints that brought joy and encouragement to Paul and his and the fact that he refreshed the hearts of Lord's people. 
Are we refreshing the hearts of Lord's people? And during this time, <clears throat> for the last 15 months now, I think so, we're all in lockdown, various stages of lockdown. And what have we done during this time to encourage one another, to lift each other up, to refresh one another, to refresh the hearts of God's people around us? So there are four, four things that I... Four lessons, four thoughts that I have on Onesimus. First, he was a runaway slave. Second was, he met with Paul, his encounter with Paul. And that was a turning point in his life. And the third thing is, Onesimus encountered God. And that changed his life and transformed him. And the last point is, he returned to his master. Onesimus finally returned to his master. He was a runaway slave. Perhaps he stole from his master, Parliament. You know, in verse 18, Paul alluded to the fact that maybe he has done something wrong. Maybe he has stole something from his master, Parliament. And uh, he, he, from, from Colossae, he turned up in Rome, which is about a thousand miles away. Now, for a slave... His future is very bleak. You know, they have no slaves do not have any rights. They're just piece a piece of property that they can be bought and sold. And uh, to run away as a slave, to run away and to steal, under the Romans strict laws, they will be tortured or they'll be executed. So his prospect is very bleak. No, Colossians chapter 4, in verse 1, Paul here admonished the Christian masters who own slaves. And he says, Masters, provide your slaves that is right and fair because you know that you have a master in heaven. So slaves are to be treated fairly and to be treated right. Remember, the children of Israel were 400 years as slaves in Egypt. And God took them out of slavery. So he was a runaway slave. He ran to Rome, <coughs> and there's no background mentioned that how he met up with Paul. I believe it's God's providence. God providential, uh, providentially brought him to meet Paul. And that was a turning point in his life. There was a breakthrough in his life for Onesimus because Paul led him to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 10, you read, you read that Paul says, He has become my son. He has become my son, my spiritual son, while I was in chains. So that was a breakthrough for, for, uh, for Onesimus. You know, last week, David Teo, when he talked about Nathaniel, he mentioned that we need to, Nathaniel and Philip, he mentioned that we need to surround our lives, ourselves with good friends. I was thinking about it. We not only need to surround our lives with good friends, but with also godly friends. Eh? Friends that are like Philip in our lives, they will point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends like Philip and Paul, they will point us in the right directions. You know, Paul was like a Philip to Onesimus. 
And uh, last month, I remember Mark Ram Ramsey. Remember Mark Ramsey? He, he preached on the video and he mentioned about Elisha and Elijah. Elisha spent many years with uh, Elijah and he was mentored by Elijah. And he was under the discipleship of Elijah. And, and I remember what Mark mentioned here. He says, it is important what and who we attach our lives to. Eh? Who we attach our lives to and what we are attaching to. And that may shape our lives and our destiny and our future. Eh? Paul was a spiritual father of Onesimus. Paul stood by Onesimus. Eh? That was the inspiration for his life. That was the turning point in his life. That was the best thing that could have happened for Onesimus to have met Paul in Rome. Can you imagine Rome? I think about three million people. And he meant, and somehow God, I mean not somehow, but God brought him to meet with Paul. And Paul led him to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Onesimus was transformed he turned good and his life was changed. You know, his name, Onesimus, means, un, uh, means profitable, but he became unprofitable. In uh, verse 11, if you read in verse 11 of Parliament, he, he says here, Formerly, he was useless to you. He was useless. He left you. He ran away. He was useless to you. But now he has become useful both to you and to me. He has changed. He has become useful. His testimony has changed. And his position has changed. He became the spiritual son of Paul. A dear brother, a brother in the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? That someone like Onesimus, a slave who has no future, is on a run, and he could be executed, but his life changed because of Paul, and his life changed because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he had to return. He returned to the master. You know, the parable, the prodigal son returned to the father, realized that he needs to return to the father. Onesimus returned to his master. He had to face the music. He has to face the consequences. He needs to admit his sin against his master and ask for forgiveness. In verse 9, we read that Paul pleaded on behalf of Onesimus on the basis of love. In verse 12, Paul says, Paul tells Parliament, I'm sending him back to you, my very heart back to you. Welcome him as you will welcome me. And in verse 16, Paul says, accept him as no longer a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother, as a fellow man, fellow man, as someone who has rights, not just a slave, but as a brother in the Lord. In other words, Parliament, forgive him, accept him with unconditional love. You know, imagine uh, some of you have mates, uh, and uh, one day your mate disappeared, and you realize that she stole some money, some jewelry. <coughs> For about a year or two, you, 
have no news about her, where she disappeared. And one day, lo and behold, she appeared at your gate. And she had a letter from Pastor Stephen Lowe of Ipoh, pleading on her behalf, asking you to accept her back. And what will you do? This is exactly what happened to Parliament. His slave appeared before him with a letter from Paul, asking him to accept Onesimus back. And in verse 18, this will be the, this will be the highlight of uh, the story of uh, Onesimus because Paul says in verse 18, I'm trying to read, uh, if he has done you any wrong, if he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, with my own hands, I'm writing this letter. I will pay you back. I will pay it back. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, <coughs> writing with my own hand, I will pay it back. Paul is willing to pay a debt he did not owe. For Onesimus, who owes a debt he can never repay. Paul was willing to pay a debt he did not owe. For Onesimus, who owes a debt he can never repay. Now this is a story of Onesimus. He owes a debt which he can never repay. This is also our story because we have a debt which we can never repay. The Bible reminds us that we are all sinners, that we have a debt that we can never repay. All have, Romans reminds us that we are all, we, we are all guilty. Our, way, our wages of sin is debt, but the gift of God is, the gift of God is eternal life. Eh? So this is also the story of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus came into this world to pay our debt. And he died on the cross so that we, our debts will be paid by him. Eh? He paid the debt which he, Jesus paid the debt which he did not owe. Eh? In Colossians chapter 3, Paul says, Jesus forgave us. He cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away and nailed it to the cross. Second Peter chapter 2 reminds us that Peter says, people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. People are slaves to whatever has mastered them. We are slaves to whatever that has mastered us. We can be slaves of material possessions, slaves of pleasures, slaves of power, slaves of positions, or slaves to our additions, or slaves to our sin. So like slaves in the marketplace, Jesus on the cross died for us, shed his precious blood to redeem us, to buy us, to purchase us to purchase our freedom and to set us free from our slavery. That is what he has done on the cross of Calvary. And Jesus is our mediator between God and us. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5 reminds us that God reconciled the world to us in Jesus Christ, not counting the sin against us. So, what can we learn further from this uh, a short epistle, 25 verses? We, like Paul, we are called to be ministers of reconciliation. We are given, 2 Corinthians reminds us that we are given the message of reconciliation. That we are, we are God's ambassadors. And that we instruments where God will use us to reconcile the world to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes we are called, we are, sometimes we are like Parliament. We have to forgive one another. Forgive those who have offended us. Forgive those who have wronged us. Ephesians chapter 4 reminds us that we, are, we need to be kind. We need to be compassionate to one another. Forgive each other as, as God in Christ forgave us. You know, Jesus taught, taught a lot about forgiveness. And uh, he mentioned once about if you are at the altar and you are about to offer the gift, and you realize, and you realize, and you know, and you remember that someone was offended by you. Drop your gift at the altar. Go and settle with that brother or the sisters. Go and settle the issue. Then only you come back and give your offering. Jesus thought about forgiveness. We need to forgive one another. Like Philemon, he forgave the slave who ran away and stole. And then, like Onesimus, we need to make restitution. We need to ask for forgiveness. If we have wronged someone, we need to ask for forgiveness. So in, in, in ending, <coughs> I want to say, some, say that Onesimus left as a thief. He left as a criminal. But he returned as a believer. And, and, and Paul in Colossians chapter 4, verse 9, introduced Onesimus to the church at Colossia, Col uh, Colossae. He says, he says here, Onesimus, a faithful, a faithful and beloved brother, which is one of you. What a wonderful, what a wonderful change in his life. Eh? He returned as a fellow believer. He was a nobody, a slave. But he, came, he became somebody in God's kingdom. He found the Lord Jesus Christ. And his, book, and his name is written in the book of life. And um, Martin Luther said that we are all the Lord's Onesimus. We are all the Lord's Onesimus. So what he meant by that, I was reflecting on it. I was thinking that some of us, perhaps, we are runaways. We are like runaways. We are running away. And we are running away from God. We think we can run away from God. We think that we can be master of our own lives. But we, but, but we can't run far away from God because one day He's going to catch us. Eh? Or, or as... As people who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, over the years, we could be drifting away, drifting away from God. Eh? We could have lost our first love. Our lives could have become lukewarm. 
and we can have compromise and love the things of the world. We think that we are rich, but the Bible says we are poor in the things of God. So we could be drifting away. And, the, and God reminds us through the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a hope that you can return to God. You can repent and return to God, your Master. Because Jesus said, those, those who come to me, I will not cast out. Those who return to me, I will not reject. So this is a message of Onesimus. We can be slaves, but we can be free because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever that has enslaved us, we can be free because Jesus Christ has paid the price for our debt, which we can never repay. And He has set us free. Onesimus was set free. Onesimus had someone to stand beside him. Paul stood by him. Jesus stood by us on the cross of Calvary. And he's pleading on our behalf. He's pleading on your behalf. So return to the Master. And let us close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning. We can come before your presence and, <clears throat> and share from your word, Lord. Thank you for your word that reminds us that, Lord, you are the one who is, you are our master. And you have redeemed us, you have purchased us, you have bought us with a price that you paid on the cross of Calvary. We pray, Lord, that our lives will be worthy of your love, worthy of your calling, worthy of the, of the sacrifice that are made on our behalf. The Lord, like Onesimus, we will, we will turn from our past, our guilt, our mistakes, our failures, our sin, and return to you, Lord, because you are our rightful master. That sin and Satan and the world will not have dominion, will not have, will not enslave us, but that we will be free. You, we will be free because you have set us free, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we all belong to you. Thank you, Lord, for watching over us during, this, uh, during all these months. Thank you for your blessing upon our lives. That, Lord, we can, be, we can rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ because we are, we are all your children. We pray and ask all these things in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.